Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part two of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much and enjoy part two of the podcast. He does really well. Like he's got a lot of charisma and really, really makes these movies. He does, man. Steve James is awesome. I love that dude. I wish he was still around. His, his power when he throws punches is very evident he does choreography really well like he is this is a very um similar to big trouble in little china movie where the sidekick quote-unquote of steve james is actually a better fighter than dudikoff (laughs) yeah yeah so they they fight these guys here they they both have to wrestle a bunch of ninjas and stuff and then they're like oh my god more ninjas are coming and jackson's like up this way and they run up this big rock where jackson magically fucking has shoes now for a second yeah and then they both have to jump off the top of this big ass rock and (laughs) they get up to the top of this rock and the three other guys the three other marines have gotten the boat running and are pulling up to to, like catch them i thought when i saw this that they were going to jump into the water and then swim to the boat oh no they jump off the top of this what would you say this is (laughs) yeah 25 25 foot rock oh it's got to be 25 it looks fucking 50, man. Like, it, it yeah. could be higher. Like it's, it's high as fuck. Yeah. And they land in the boat. In the boat gently. Like, they land in the boat gently. They would fucking break both their legs and smash through the fucking hull of that boat and sink <laughs> yes. it. Like, like Joe and Jackson would be fucking dead, and the other Marines would be fucking caught. Because they would torpedo. Ninjas. How much does Steve James weigh? Like I was about to say, he's 250 if he's a pound. Yeah, yeah, he's 250, and he's not fucking round. He's coming down like a goddamn dart. He's going to go through that <laughs> like a fucking lawn dart goes through freshly laid sod and fucking trash that boat, man. He's going to tin soldier through that boat down to the fucking starfish. Son. He fucking <laughs> would. He fucking would. <laughs> kills everybody (laughs) yeah fun fact about that scene steve james can't swim or couldn't swim so when they got up to that rock to shoot that scene uh steve james looked at michael dudikoff and was like hey man uh i i can't swim and dudikoff was like okay stop stop production like i find it funny that you would wait till you were at the edge of a cliff to say i can't swim when you're jumping off a cliff into the like this isn't a pool this is the fucking ocean 
And if you With can't swim, and shit. Yeah. Your first time swimming should not be jumping off a cliff like you're some sort of Mexican <laughs> cliff diver making tips for tourists. <laughs> but he can't swim. They bail him out, bring up Steve James's stunt double. When he's about to go, he looks at Dudikoff and is like, I, I can't swim either. <laughs> yeah. And Dudikoff's like, what the fuck, man? So they get the stunt double out. They bring Steve James back up. And Dudikoff is like, look, man, do the jump. When you go in the water, I'll grab you and fucking pull you up and we'll get you in the boat. And he was like, I'll okay, so Steve you. James did the actual jump, which is fucking nuts. It, well, it is nuts because, like, even if you are a strong swimmer, if somebody's panicking, like, even oh. lifeguards will not yeah. fucking save you. They're like, no, because then you got two dead motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, they use, like, a rope or a flotation thing to give to you so you're not pulling them under. But it's funny because they go through all that shit and then all of a sudden they're back at the embassy getting fucking chewed out. And, like, you know, like, they they just went water skiing and a bunch of ninjas attacked them. And now they jumped off a cliff. They fucking sped off. And now they're back at the embassy getting in trouble for... Because the plot needs the fucking commanding officer to chew them out on a regular basis. Yes. And I love the sergeant at arms is laughing his bag sack off at them. Like, ha 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 ha! Ninjas. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Like, hey, is... Can you fucking take it down a notch, please? You fucking yeah. asshole. Yeah. I don't even know if that was Wild Bill. That was probably the actor saying, hey, you're playing a little too fucking cartoonish, man. <laughs> Looks at the director. Are you going to say anything? Like this? Are you going to do like... about this? What the fuck? Jesus. I don't need this shit, man. <laughs> and this is the scene where we get the, we have to have still, even in 87, the obligatory ninjas. What the fuck is a ninja? Ninja. What the hell are ninja? They're a secret Japanese society expert in the art of assassination. This is the most ridiculous story I've heard in my life. And, oh, they're, oh they're yes. Masters of the art of assassination in disguise, sir, and they kill everybody. And stealth, sir. Yeah. They have to... There were so many ninja films, but at the same time, they have to do that explanation for the audience. Like, always. <laughs> so, uh, what's-his-face? Taylor here goes in... Well, we, we see him on the on the phone here or whatever, talking to the main bad guy, we think, who is kind of controlling him. And we get a little sense of like, OK, he is a bad guy, but he doesn't want to be a bad guy. Like he's sort of having his hand forced here. Yeah. And we, he sneaks into Joe's bedroom, I, I guess, at night because Joe's sound fucking asleep here. Yeah. But he hears his ninja spidey senses tingle and he like opens his eyes like, oh, somebody's creeping into my bedroom. And then he fakes being asleep as Taylor sneaks into his bedroom and tries to... I don't know what Taylor was trying to do. I don't know either, because he's... He creeps up on him like he's going to do something nefarious, and he just kind of puts a backpack on Joe's bed. Joe wakes up, and he's like... Uh, chucks I him in an armbar. Yeah, chucks him in an armbar, and he's like, yeah, I need you to, I, I, I need you to go somewhere with me. And... Uh, basically tells joe to meet him back at that shitty shanghai bar i don't mean shanghai is in the city i mean shanghai is that's where they keep shanghai and all these american soldiers um <laughs> they had one and, bar uh, set and it's used 18 times in this movie yeah well that's the thing that's so amazing about this is they just keep going back to that bar like a lot and nobody ever puts it together until quite a ways into the movie that this is kind of the feeding ground for where shit happens so yeah taylor tells joe to meet him there tomorrow and to come alone and not tell anybody where he's going and this blind beggar bar this was just a set that was built in a warehouse in south africa they just built this shit up that's why they had to use it 50 11 times in this movie because yeah 
Yeah. This is the only set they had. Like other than that, it was permits <laughs> on the street, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure the Wild Bill's office was probably downstairs in this place that they built that shit to, yeah. probably. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> if you look out the other side, it'll be the ocean, you know? <laughs> the camera pans just a little too far and you see Wild Bill's office and it snaps back to the right. To, like, whoops. <laughs> Revealed a little too much here. A little, a little too much movie magic. <laughs> anyway, Joe goes upstairs and finds Tommy up here. And the... <laughs> This is fucking hilarious because, again, the uh, key low-budget thing. This is probably now when all these thugs come into the room to beat them up. It's the same fucking thugs from outside, from the bar in the beginning. All these guys are the oh, same yeah. fucking dudes. They're just yeah. getting their asses Joe's kicked already, again and Joe's again. already beat these guys up. So, yeah, Joe showed up at the bar. They wouldn't let him in. He kicks the shit out of them. He goes upstairs. He talks to Taylor. And then the same guys he kicked the ass out of come flying up the <laughs> stairs again. And... There's a scene where fucking Joe runs across the bedroom, jumps over like a half railing, and fucking yes. does a flying sidekick <laughs> to a guy and puts him through a door. Like, there's there's moments in this where I'm like, fuck, yeah, okay, awesome. There's some That's stuff like in Johnny here that Cage's I really, Shadow really kick. like. Yeah, he basically, and he's dressed in a fucking <laughs> denim jacket with the sleeves rolled up and jeans and these combat boots with his jeans tucked into oh, yeah. them and aviator shades. Like, Dudikoff is not fucking around, and the it, it's oh. awesome. He's got the pop collar, the whole thing, the whole nine, man. He's doing the 80s denim look. Hard. It's great. It's fucking awesome, dude. So this is, after he does that Johnny Cage kick, those guys fuck off again. And then Taylor ties, tries to fuck off, and Joe grabs him. And he starts interrogating him, like, what the fuck? Who are those guys? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And this is where Taylor gives the exposition of, I had to, man. They have my wife. They've got my wife. I've got to do this. And the wife is never, ever mentioned again. They never mention the wife. So, yeah, he basically says, I don't want to be kidnapping these American soldiers, but I have to. They've kidnapped my wife. I have to do what they say or they'll kill her. And it's probably this actor's best acting in the film because throughout the film all he's doing is is looking fucking cockeyed over his shoulder and looking shady and then <laughs> yeah he suddenly just looks over to the window joe doesn't pick up on it he's like hey yeah, there's somebody Ninja outside pick up on it. there's somebody outside that window he walks up to the window and a fucking nine foot spear goes right into his heart <laughs> like like it com- completely it comes straight in. Yeah, completely straight horizontal. In to the second floor window. Yeah, he, he gets hit in the chest on a second floor window. And then when Joe goes and looks out, there's not a fucking balcony across or another building. So I don't know no. how the fuck. Like, there was literally no arc, no trajectory on that trajectory. It just came straight in and hit him right in the fucking chest. It was glorious, man. It's like somebody launched that shit from a rail gun from a yeah, building yeah. three streets away. Like, yeah. right? Go Thump, sh- fucking notches Tommy right in the sternum. And then Joe's like, what in the fu-? And there's literally nothing outside. Like you said, like, there's nothing there. So and, I don't know where the fuck that came from. From this point on... No one gives a flying fuck about Tommy Taylor, and nobody especially gives a flying fuck about Tommy's wife, because neither one of them are mentioned or addressed again. They never have, like, a service for them. They never, like, hey, they don't even use them as, like, a rallying cry. Hey, let's do this for Tommy. (laughs) Like, they're just like, fuck that guy. He is out of the script. Nope. They go back to uh, to Wild Bill's office here, and 
he's like, hey, man, we got some bad news. Tommy's dead. And that's it. That's the last you ever fucking hear of Tommy. And then they're like, well, you know, Inspector Singh is here, and he's pretty pissed about things in general, and I want you guys to dress up uh, <laughs> to go to this fancy-schmancy party, and I want you to dress like Marines. Which, again, makes no fucking sense, well, because the first scene with these guys, he was like, don't dress like Marines at all, because left-wing elements want to fuck with us. Yeah, yeah, we, we try not it, to let people know we're Marines, so we wear Hawaiian shirts and, and, and board shorts, and then these guys are rangers, and he's like, hey, uh, just so we don't uh, you know, cause any problems, you guys are going as Marines. Which, A, I don't think that's legal to do, and B, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> makes absolutely no fucking sense. And the other thing I want to point out is Inspector Singh's assistant looks exactly like Guy LaDouche from Wipeout. Like, he, he legitimately <laughs> looks like Guy LaDouche from fucking totally Wipeout like with Guy his LaDouche. little fucking hat and his little mustache. <laughs> I could not take That's my so eyes off that funny. little motherfucker the entire time. It's fucked. And now we're going to go down to the floor to Gila yeah. Douche. Yeah, Gila Douche. <laughs> All right, Cam, that was Gila Douche. Oh, fuck, that's funny. <laughs> we they, they end up taking uh, Wild Bill's, I guess, other car. Wild Bill has a fleet of cars on this a tropical island, whatever the fuck, to this fancy schmance party where they need to schmooze with these guests. And the, uh, Jackson and Joe get out of this car in borrowed Marine uniforms. Uh, yes. And Joe yes. spits like a fucking glove, son. Yeah, it was <laughs> like when Franco Nero beat up those two Filipino fucking security <laughs> yes. guards like that were like five foot four and about 138 pounds. <laughs> yeah, Franco's six two and about 220 with like a fucking 46 to 48 inch chest. And he puts their uniforms on, and it fits perfectly. Perfectly. Bespoke. It's fucking bespoke. bespoke. He's Son. wearing a bespoke security guard uniform. <laughs> oh, it's tremendous. Uh, Jackson, they, they get ordered to mingle here. Jackson, a uh, fun, cool thing about this, too. The, the lady that Jackson goes over and hits on, he's like, hey, excuse me. And she turns around. He's like, oh, wow, look at you. Holy shit, you're hot as fuck. That's... That was Steve James's girlfriend at the time of filming of the movie. Really? They, uh, yeah, they met on the set of Delta Force. She was an extra on Delta Force. And then he brought her in to this and she became an extra here. And they actually got married after this uh, filming ended and were married, I believe, until the time of his passing when, when he passed away. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they had a couple kids together. So, yeah, I think her, uh, her name's Nav- Nava Hal- Halimi, I believe. Nava Halimi. Yeah. So anyway, they've been married for they were married for quite a while. So good on. Good well, on she's them quite for gorgeous. Like, movie. like you she's know, cool, Jackson's yeah. character. Like, I didn't know anything like that, but J- Jackson's character is supposed to talk to her and be like, "Whoa, this girl's gorgeous. She is gorgeous." I, I had no idea yeah. that it, it was uh, his girlfriend. That's cool. And then they st- they see the the white suit guy, the bad guy, and Jackson stops this waiter that goes by. Yeah. He told he reminds me of Gavin McLeod if he was if he was Indian. An Indian, Indian Gavin, Gavin McLeod, yes. Captain Stubing from the Love Boat. If that oh, was yes. Howard Indian... Gopher and Doc. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, he asks, Jackson asks about uh, the white-suited, bespeckled, or sunglassed, I should say, guy that's over at the party. And he's like, oh, that's Leo the Lion. He's a businessman on the island. And Leo Burke, the same Leo fucking Burke. name as the 
as the Grand Prix Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. So I fucking laughed. <laughs> from, it was like, that's Leo from Burke. Atlantic Grand Prix Wrestling. Yeah, from Atlantic Grand Prix Wrestling, <laughs> Leo Burke. Bum, 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 bum. I remember seeing the Cuban assassin and Big John Stud at the White Spot during the down in the Annapolis Valley yeah, one the night. The White that Spot? That's amazing. <laughs> For real, yeah. I remember, I got the Cuban assassin, Dad. He was like, I think yeah. that is. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Awesome. Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Could I get you John Hancock? Is that racist if I say John Hancock to you, sir? <laughs> he was fucking cool. But yeah, he should... Uh, I would like to think if you're like an international drug smuggling icon criminal and your name is Leo, you might not want to go with the fucking lion as a nickname. Yeah, yeah. My secret code name you know is I mean? the lion. Oh, and I'm I'm Leo. But then all of a sudden that like Che Guevara type girl fucking comes running in, jumps over a little chain link fence and starts, runs right up to Leo Burke and says, you kidnapped my yeah. father, you son of a bitch. You're a drug dealer. Starts slapping the shit out of him, pointing to the cops. Where's like, the fucking security at this arrest, event? Yeah. Arrest this man. He's a drug dealer and he kidnapped my father. And it's like, okay. Like, like right. just out of that the blue with no evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so security grabs her, throws her in a car, and fucks off with her. And that's when, of course, Frank Zappa's like, uh, hey, uh, the Marines never let a woman get kidnapped and raped on our watch or something fucking stupid like that. He's like, why don't you go get her? Oh, and by the way, take my Cadillac. <laughs> so Take my caddy. Yeah, we should probably go kick some ass, right, sir? <laughs> Jackson's fucking awesome. And they take her directly back to the Shanghai bar, the blind banker. <laughs> right back to the same bar that we have to be at. And they take her inside. And uh, once they get inside here, the boys who pull up in the white caddy in, in their dress uniforms, they go into and we get this fucking massive fight scene in here. Well, I think it's so funny because I think that's an actual sign. But at first I thought it was like a fuck up because it actually, the sign says the biker's alley. And I was like, oh my fuck, yes. they actually put the biker's alley in the alley of this spot. <laughs> but then when I looked, there's actually like Castrol and Honda logos on it. So there's, there's, that's actually probably a business down there that they just didn't fucking cover the sign. They just didn't, didn't even give a shit. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. They didn't ask for permission. They didn't get consent. They didn't do any of that shit. They did nothing. When they walk into this bar and all the fucking guys that they beat up before, I thought it was so fucking cool that this time they're bandaged. But there's a guy that Joe actually fucked up his hand and his hand is bandaged and he's got a fucking yes. stick and he's beating the stick <laughs> into, he's tapping it into his broken fucking hand. It's hilarious. <laughs> yes. It's so funny that he's banging on his own fucking broken hand. Yeah, on his broken hand. It's like, you fucking moron. Another guy's wrapping, like, a chain around his hand. <laughs> yes, Like, he's not yeah. going to swing the chain. He's going to punch and break his hand with the chain. Like, Well, two things happen right there. here in the... In the uh... In this thing, two things happen here that is fucking hilarious. Number one, yes. uh, 10 or 12 guys jump on Jackson and make a big ball this around him. And he yes. stands up and they all go flying. And that's where you have the sound of the bowling pins falling. And he goes, it's a party! It's a party! And I do want to second... point out before you move on from that, when, all, when Jackson is bent over and those eight or nine guys, who are, however many there are, a few of them are trying to like punch him. And the punches that are thrown are some of the worst fake punches I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God, yes. They're just soft. Like when Franco Nero was dropping those shooto chops in the elevator on to his friend Dollars. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, 
the other thing is Joe immediately tries to get away upstairs to save the girl and he starts climbing the railing and a woman comes over and grabs his leg and Joe kicks her in the fucking head. Oh yeah, right in the fucking head. Kicks her right in the goddamn head. And then we get a stuntman who goes through the railing. Did you see this dude? Joe throws him, he goes through the railings, falls down uh, to the first floor, but lands on a table. But the fucking table doesn't oh, break away right away. Yeah, he drops hard. Oh, it's a hard hit. There's a couple of hard hits here, too, because there's a second one when Joe is upstairs and he's fucking up a couple of guys. And then uh, the, one of the guys that he tackled first comes running out and tackles Joe through the railing and they both go over with the guy on top of Joe. And they land on a table on the first fl- floor. But again, it doesn't break right away. And you can see them like yeah, That's the thing. That's the thing. It doesn't break. It eventually breaks. But they they land on it long enough for them to take the full impact. <laughs> and they take yeah. a full bump. And Joe's, like Joe's stunt double, his head kind of snaps. Then the table breaks and they hit the floor and they take a second bump. Which is fucking yeah. awesome. It's, I can't believe they left it in the movie. And it's, there's a hilarious bit here where Charlie's behind the bar. And oh, yes. He knocks somebody out, and uh, he, there's a hot girl sitting at the bar, and he, like, slides two glasses over and pours a couple of drinks. And yeah. she is supposed to get annoyed with him and, like, backhand pick up a bottle and break it on his head. But she reaches for it, like, three times because she's going ahead of her cue. She's missing her fucking cue to hit him. Oh, really? <laughs> it's it's very funny because he's standing there trying to do his line and she's reaching to hit him, but she stops. Then she reaches again and stops. Then she grabs the bottle and hits him with it. <laughs> and that concludes part two of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part three. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media at Twitter. We're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes, if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part three, and we will be back in your ears very soon.